Hello and welcome to The Plotting Shed. You're listening to Rachel McCarty, founder of plantplots.com and author of the book I Want to Like My Garden. Each week, The Plotting Shed discusses different aspects of garden design, but we focus on things that other books don't really talk about. I hope you enjoy this podcast and do please hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. Well, hello, good morning and welcome again to another edition of The Plotting Shed. You're listening to me, Rachel McCarty, and I hope you've all had a very lovely week. And once again this week we are carrying on with our little mini-series of Inside the Mind of a Garden Design and looking at various designs that I have been given as commissions by customers why there was a problem and rather than just explaining to you this is how we change the garden it's more about this is why we've made the changes that we've made to the garden because I firmly believe that if you understand what the thought process was, then understanding the thought process is more important than actually seeing the end result because you then can apply that thought process to aspects of your garden. So today I was looking at one of my favorite creations actually, I know that sounds terribly blowing my trumpet, but you know when you kind of play around with shapes in the garden and actually you land on something and you think do you know what that really just does work um and the customer has sent me some photographs since they've put the garden in which unfortunately started they just started building this garden at the beginning of lockdown and so then the builders had to all disappear there were problems and all sorts of things, but it was finally finished in late summer and she sent me a picture and then she sent me a picture in the autumn and the garden does look really, really good. So I'll put on my blog the pictures of the garden, the before and after and various things so that you can see. So if you look at, go onto my website, plantplots.com forward slash blog, you'll see the latest post of Inside the Mind of this garden design. And I'll put a link to that particular page on the notes to this podcast so you can go straight there as well. So what was this garden? Well, this was a garden in North London and unusually for a London garden, they actually backed onto a park. So they had this huge, should we say, expanse of sky and space that the garden opened up into. And it was a a long, rectangular garden with an old concrete path that ran straight down the centre of the garden to the shed at the end. Now they had an access gate at the end of the garden to the park beyond. So they had lots and lots of light, but like a lot of suburban gardens, you know, you've got two fences running either side, you're completely overlooked by the houses, the garden is open, but everything ran in the same lines to the fences. So the the lawn was long and thin running down the garden. The path went straight down the middle of the garden. There was a flower bed the other side. And 
there was nothing that really attracted you. There was nothing that captured your your imagination. One of the things that was really, really important for this particular client was the shed at the bottom. And they'd built a new shed, which was very glaringly, obviously new. But they used the shed a lot. They cycled to work. They needed access to the shed. That's where they put their bikes. So getting down the garden and getting your bikes in and out of the shed was one of the primary problems to solve. How could we make the access to the shed look attractive? What could we do? So that was really the starting point for this garden. What problems did we have to solve? Firstly, and most fundamentally, the garden had to be usable. The whole length of the garden was going to be accessed every day. People had to get their bikes in and out. It had to be easy to get your bikes in and out. So the path itself had to look attractive. That was the main garden feature. That was going to be the thing that you saw because you're in a smallish garden, you're going to have this route straight down. So a windy meandering path going down the garden to try and create a, a journey was not going to be the right thing to do. The last thing you want to do when you're getting up for work is to meander down the garden to get your bike. You just want to get to the shed, get your bike, get it down the path, get out of the house and off to work. So when I was looking at how we could create a design, you've then got the situation that when you put a long path in a garden, obviously that's the that's the line that one, that you follow. And where you've got a narrow garden, a long straight path that follows the line of the garden just kind of dissects it and it makes it look even narrower. So the second problem we had to look to try and deal with was to not create this sort of tunnel corridor effect. The house was not a particularly wide one. The house was quite tall. They'd had a, a, an extension in on the roof. So you had this long vertical house coupled in with a long vertical horizontal, sorry, long horizontal garden. So we have to try and break that somehow and make it feel like a different kind of space. Now, initially, when I got the brief from the client, I'd sort of said to him, you go back and you say, what kinds of things do you like and not like? And obviously access and having a patio and somewhere to sit is important. And the client was actually dead set on having a very natural flowing curved look to the garden simply because the garden was just full of straight lines that ran parallel to the fence lines and she was just couldn't see how straight lines could ever be made to look nice so as a designer you sort of the, the process that i do is having taken the photograph i'll take a digital line drawing of the photograph and that way you can eliminate all of the clutter and detritus in the garden you can just automatically take it out and you see the shape of the garden that you have and then i go and make myself a large pot of thinking tea and sit down and start sketching out shapes and lines and various other things so in this case you are dictated by the structures in the garden that the path has to go somewhere, the path has to go to the shed. So that's the first thing that you've got to put in because that bit has got to look right. The plants will always disguise 
and add to a garden. But if the bare bones of it look off kilter, then the whole garden will not look right. Having sat there thinking, right, well, could we create a gentle sweep? Could we recreate a curve? And you actually start thinking, do you know what? That's just going to really annoy people because you just want to get straight down to the shed. And in doing and drawing this, I basically sent her some sketches. And from this person who was adamant that they were not going to have straight lines in the garden, I showed her some sketches of curves and how we could lay something out as a curve. And then I showed her that if you do straight lines, but at an angle, your garden looked completely different. One of the other elements that we had with this garden was that she'd already got a couple of nice trees that she wanted to keep and didn't want to move. So we're working around existing objects. And anything, if you offset a straight line to the normal lines of a garden, it creates a bit more interest. It, suddenly it's a bit different. It, throws your eye in a different angle and you can then move your eye line and your interest points around the garden. That sounds very designery, doesn't it? But essentially that's what you're doing. If you throw your eyes off the normal lines, you'll look at things, you'll see things that you might not have noticed because that's where we want you to look. We're saying we're going to put a visual line here and then we'll put something nice to look at. The main feature with the particular design for this was actually then to offset the shape of the garden. And what we did was we extended the patio, we made the patio much larger so that they've got a really good space that they can sit in, you, you don't feel cramped in. And then moving the path in a weird angle gave us some odd shaped beds. But that was fine because you can then make the beds do whatever you like. But it was the asymmetry of the garden that really created the interest because all of a sudden now the path is moving in a slightly different way and what we could do by making the path angle where we got to the shed we could create a secondary sort of paved area so that when you got your bikes in and out you could it was easy you're not trying to avoid plants we needed to keep that area clear. One of the things that came up as a result of this was that actually lawns were not necessary. What are you going to use a lawn for? If you don't know why you would want a lawn, the only reason you're having lawn is convention. In this particular case, that just would have rendered the whole garden unusable because you're creating then an area of space that you're not going to use. So we ditched having a lawn in its entirety and said we're just going to create a garden now we put grasses in we put certain types of grasses in the garden to create a lawn effect and then you could go to town creating the kind of style and look for the planting so we created this garden then that had slightly different planting areas as we went along the garden but the whole garden itself had plants that moved, that swayed with the breeze, that and that repeated in various places down the garden. So as you walk down along this path, you had this complete succession of different plants, but all in very cohesive colours. So we had some 
blue grasses in one area we had some in the shadier area we created a, a fake lawn shall we say or that was the idea with a Japanese forest grass we put a magnolia tree in to give her some privacy from the neighbors and also something beautiful to look at from the sitting room windows now the shed we then looked at just adding and merging in with the color scheme so it was painted a very soft shade of i suppose a gray purple gray sort of lilac color which then complemented the blues and the deep dark purples of the planting scheme the borders now no longer hug just the edges of the garden by getting rid of a lawn all of a sudden your planting can come into the center space of the garden it doesn't mean that you lose any usable space because the lawn you weren't really going to be walking on anyway. So all you're doing is just converting a dead space effectively into a space with plants. The areas of the garden that, that you're going to use are hard landscaped in this case because it's a small garden and so they would have high levels of footfall. You're going to use them a lot. This is a very practical surface to sit out on to walk on you don't miss the grass in this particular instance but because the planting now can move away from the fences you have a really big space that you can begin to fill up which we in this case put in some tall miscanthus grass so you've got this constant movement as you sit in the garden that was then coupled in with having lots of verbena banariensis, which does self-seed itself everywhere, I know. But really with this plant, it takes up so little space. It just comes up and you get these beautiful iridescent purple flower heads all the way through the spring or all the way through the summer, which the butterflies land on and love. The area in front of the shed is now filled with moving plants. You're not going to notice the shed you're going to look at the plants in front of the shed. So all of a sudden, although the shed is still very big, it's been painted, it's very obviously there, there is other stuff in the garden that will attract your attention. Thankfully, the client was really delighted. And having, I have to say, having sent me, she, she sent me some pictures of her garden this autumn, and it looks absolutely fabulous. Now, you will see when you look at the post drawings that I've put on the website and then the photographs that she's then sent to me, they're not exactly the same, which is brilliant because what happens is when I send a design to somebody, because I don't visit them and I don't actually sort of go and do a site survey, what they get is a plan of ideas and this is how we can do it and this is what it would look like. And what I find most customers tend to do is once they've got the plan and they start developing the garden they put their own ideas in because you've got a starting point and because you've got an idea of how the garden can look that confidence that you have to go actually do you know what we're going to tweak that we're going to put that there and I'm not going to have that tree there or I'm not going to have that plant there I'm going to find another one that I really like and put in its place for me as a designer that's actually even better because it means that the client, the customer has, rather than just having a garden appear like magic, you know, you pay somebody, draw a picture, draw a design, somebody comes in and builds the garden and makes it. The owners of the garden have actually 
bought into the idea, they've added to it, they've changed it slightly, they've made it work for them, they've got their own ideas in there. And that's what the garden then will deliver more to that person. It's it's going to be a better garden because they've taken ownership of some of the ideas and tweaked it. So I have no problem whatsoever when people come back and say, oh, actually, I just did that here and I moved that a bit. I hope you don't mind. No, great, absolutely fantastic. I'm delighted you've made the garden work better for you. So have a quick look. I'm sure this garden is going to look even better as the years go on. I actually called it Whispers as a, as a name simply because so much of it would just gently rustle as, as the wind came through and with the beautiful open skies and, and light levels that they were going to have, it was just going to be just this lovely noise as well as being full of the noise of bees and insects buzzing around. I just thought it was a nice name for the garden. But take a look. Tell me what you think. Do email me. Let me know if you like it. Um, obviously, you can email me questions or send comments through rachel at plantplots.com. I'd love to hear what you think. And if you like the style of the design of, of what I've created and want to understand a bit more how you can develop your own garden, I have written a book. Um, it's available on Amazon as an ebook. It's a paperback book, you can, but you can also get it at lots of other online bookstores, Barnes & Noble, Waterstone, Stockett, as well as Amazon. It's called I Want to Like My Garden by Rachel McCartane. I'll put a link on the post notes anyway for this, this podcast, so you can go and take a look. But it explains all the things that I talk about about designing a garden from a standpoint that you can hopefully understand. So it's not a book that will talk about form and function and texture and proportion because those don't think mean anything to me. And I can't design a garden on that basis. I design a garden on solving the problems and making the space that you have work for you. So if you want to see and learn a bit more about garden design and maybe use the book to help you change yours, then do please go and have a look, go and download it, tell me what you think, write a review, good or bad, I'll be happy to read any of them. And in the meantime, have a lovely week, I will pull out another design, one of my favourite designs for the podcast next week. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well and have a lovely time in your garden. Bye for now. Well, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Rachel McCartane of The Plotting Shed. If you've got any questions about this podcast, please email me, rachel at plantplots.com, or you visit the website with loads of different information on garden design and gardening advice, along with planting plans that you can download. You can look at the designs that we've created. So do take a look. And please do hit the subscribe now button so you don't miss another episode. You can also donate if you go onto the website plantplots.com. There's a little button there saying you can buy me a coffee. So all donations will be hugely appreciated. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your garden. Take care and stay well.